0: Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion, and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line, and now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler.
1: Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, October seven. Greg Taylor, Stephanie Spangler, and Steph... How are you doing this day?
2: I'm good. I missed you last week. I didn't yes, get to be on the show last week. But I'm we glad you got you to off. be with your friend Wayne. It was a lot of fun yeah? to,
1: to connect with Wayne. I spent most Wednesday evenings for like seven years with him. doing radio uh-huh. with him. And I love doing it with you every week, but it was kind of fun to kind of have the throwback Very and good. be able to connect with him. Very good. Although I've got to say, and I know he never listens to this show, <laughs> he um he's not quite as good at the pre recording as he is at live radio. Really? He just was kind of out of sorts at the beginning. Aww, so huh. um, anyway, I don't know what to make out of that, but it was a good time. It is what it is. Hey, I want to talk quickly about last Sunday at Second Church. Uh, we did a unique service. We kind of carved up the right. message into four parts, and we looked at this ancient prayer by mm-hmm. Richard of Chichester, mm-hmm. which that's a mouthful, yeah. from 1253 mm-hmm. A.D. But you opened the service with the song Day by Day from Godspell. Now, that's I right. threw out the idea to you mm-hmm. a couple weeks before, mm-hmm. and your look was perfect priceless your look was what in the world <laughs> well i didn't even know what it was oh, right and, the, and then you googled it <laughs> and, I and found then it out was, what it was. so what do you think after the fact good idea after the
2: fact I think it was a great idea and I think my band actually enjoyed it it. I think they really did they got into it the thing I love about my band is if I ask them to do something they may not like it but they'll do it and boy
1: Matt Reining was really having fun with that song on the drums yeah Yeah. and Tobin
2: Hess on the bass I think he rolled his eyes you know at the beginning but you know what I love about it what I love about the fact that you asked me to do it is music is music. Now, is it popular music today? No, but it was in the 70s and it brought back a lot of memories, I think, for people that remembered it, that maybe had seen the musical or the movie yeah. and uh, your wife's reaction, I think, was priceless. So well, I've
1: been playing that song around our house yes. as I prepared for this message. You told me that. To the point that she said, I don't ever want to hear that song again. <laughs> so then and when... when you started singing it, her look was just priceless. But I'll tell you, there's a ton of people, they're just looking around like, I know this song. Right. Or have I heard this right. song. And I don't know if smirk is the right word or <laughs> smile, but uh, it led to a lot of conversations after the fact. But Well, that's good. I think it's really good to mix things up from time to time. Well, you yeah, know? I love and, that you
2: took a prayer that was, what, 800 years right, old? Right. And you introduced it to our congregation here right. in 2021. And then there was that tie back into the 70s with the right. music and right. just how you broke it down. You know, the song says to to see thee more clearly, what is yeah. it? Love thee more dearly and follow yeah. thee more nearly. You got it. Those that's are right. three really yeah. important parts of the Christian life. So. Well,
1: and the thing about it that I don't know a lot of people connect with, and I don't know that Richard thought this when he wrote this mm-hmm. prayer, but it deals cognitively with mm-hmm. the mind. Right. You know, I want to know you, see you more clearly. It deals with your your heart, the emotion. I want to love you more dearly. But right. then it's kind of a hands and feet thing where right. I want to follow you more nearly. That's right. the hardest part of the whole deal. Right. You know, and, to live it out.
2: Exactly. And you know, the, the prayer addresses our most whatever, holy redeemer or whatever. Right. So we went right into blessed redeemer. And then right. we got to End the service with Daryl Paddock singing redeemed. And I tell you what, the congregation just loves it when he does that. So. They
1: do. I love it. <laughs> Daryl, we need to get the microphone in his yes. hands on Sunday morning more, more often. often. That's we right. Need we need more that. sound
2: people so he can get behind the sound booth that's and get right. on the stage.
1: But... Well, I thought Sunday was a great day. I want to transition though and talk about leadership sure. and mm-hmm. some dysfunction that's playing out in okay. one of the 50 states. Have you ever been to Idaho? I have never been there. Okay, so Idaho has a Republican governor okay. and a Republican lieutenant governor, okay. but, but they, they don't, don't get along. They don't really too. like each other and the lieutenant governor has already announced that she's going to run against the governor next year. Well, the governor of Idaho was one of 14 Republican governors that made the Mm -hmm. trip to the southern border to just see what's happening with the immigration disaster that's unfolding. While he was gone, the lieutenant governor was in command (laughs) and she undid (laughs) his vaccine mandate Uh and his mask mandate. In his absence, (laughs) he had a press conference in Texas that said, as soon as I get back to Iowa, the vaccine Mand- or Idaho, sorry. Yeah. The the um, the vaccine mandate's back. The mask mandate is back. But I thought, you know, all around us, mm-hmm. we see leadership dysfunction happening, and I I, I just don't get it. I, right. I do not understand it.
2: And I just don't, I don't understand. This week we're going to do it this way. Next week when right. I'm back, we're going to do it this way. Right. It, 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 it just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then on top of that, we had this really troubling incident hmm. that happened in Arizona mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Cinema is a Democratic okay. senator, but she is one of two Democratic senators that are really holding up the reconciliation the bill, the three point five yeah. trillion. Thank goodness, yeah. I'm thankful for Joe yeah. Manchin. I'm thankful for Kirsten Cinema. Mm-hmm. Well, she teaches a class at Arizona State University okay. every Sunday Okay. At, during a break for her class, she's going to go use the ladies' room, which we want people to be able to use the restroom. She is chased into the restroom by protesters who are angry with her. They're videoing her as she goes into the stall. Mm. You hear toilets flushing all around you. I I just think that is reprehensible. And anyone that tries to resort to behavior like that, I think it's un-American, it's uncivil, but I don't think it's going to convince her to change. If anything, I think it's going to convince her Mm -hmm. she's probably... exactly where she did needs she, to be traveling. Was
2: she stuck in there for she, a while? Well, well, or, I, I mean, mean did she, she ever come out and finish again, the class?
1: Again, this is a family-friendly show, but I mean, she did what she <laughs> right. needed to do. She came out, she washed her hands, and there, they got a phone in her face uh, really? the whole time, and they're wow. yelling at her the whole time. And I just think um, being able to rise up and protest is American, to right. be able to say I'm against something, but, but to behave like that yeah. where I can't even have the sacred... Uh, time to be able to go to the bathroom <laughs> right, in peace. Right. I mean, when when the stall shuts and the door is locked,
2: that really should w- be leave me alone. That's you right know for a I'm few saying? minutes.
1: So anyway, <laughs> wow. But I just think uh, in a lot of ways leadership is messed up all around us, and that's a great segue to our next segment. Dr. Gary Johnson mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. E2 Elders was with us a couple weeks ago, and Kylie Garrison and mm-hmm. I were able to sit down with him and talk to him about leadership. And when we come back, mm-hmm. we're going to hear from Dr. Gary Johnson from E2 Elders.
4: With a name like Hall of Fame, it's
2: going to be great.
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot com.
2: Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Hear now from Executive Director Bethany Hager.
5: For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermilion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line, Greg Taylor. And joining me right now is my friend, Kylie Garrison, next-gen pastor here at Second Church. Welcome back to Direct Line. Hey, thanks for having me. And we're blessed to have a very special guest that you know very well. So why don't you introduce our friend? Dr.
6: Gary Johnson, known him for a long time. Uh, Back in uh, probably late 80s, our church was going through a very difficult season, had gone through a painful church split and uh, we needed a preacher. And Gary Johnson came into that role. And I remember he came when I was early in high school. And uh, really, I just thrived under his preaching and leadership. And so did the church. I mean, the church uh, just grew and flourished and and drew, or Gary's a very visionary leader. And I know he has been a huge mentor in my life. Uh, He was the first person who started calling me preacher boy way back in the day, because he felt (laughs) like God had a call on my life. And he saw something in me long before I saw it in myself. And and so he has been dedicating himself to training leaders and, and coaching leaders, partnering with churches in an organization called E2 Elders now. So excited to have Gary with us today. Thanks. It's a
1: privilege to be with you. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, I first met you as a freshman in college. I was at Lincoln Christian College, uh-huh. and you were preaching in Waynesville, Illinois. Yes. And I'm guessing there's a lot of people that are listening to this. They have no idea where Waynesville, Illinois is. But if I have yes. it right, I think it was a village of about
7: 200 people. Yeah, that uh, on a good day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and yeah. But yet Sundays, I remember uh-huh. going to church there. Uh-huh. You'd have more than 200 oh, in yeah. church. Oh,
7: yeah, absolutely. Talk but, a little bit yeah. about your Waynesville days. Well, by God's grace, and uh, both of you make me feel old, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) when you were a freshman in college and Kylie when he was uh, in his early years of high school. So, uh, Waynesville, uh, I was graduating from Lincoln Christian University, the seminary, with my first graduate degree, and my home church in Michigan ordained me. I didn't know where we were going to go. Leah and I had just been married a few years. We had uh, one very young son, and I was supply preaching at Waynesville. They, They were without... And so as I neared graduation, I said, you know what? You guys need a preacher. You have 30 people in the church. You yep. put out a for sale sign. You're close. You're going to sell the building, uh, close up, call it quits. Uh, it doesn't look like you know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Why don't we get together and be confused? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that's where it all started. But." in in all sincerity the church was broken they had no vision and you know as well as i do in proverbs it says without vision the people perish right it was in the strength of jesus just going in providing vision for the people And then the Lord Jesus, through his power, did the rest. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. And then you left Waynesville, I think, in Mm -hmm.
1: 1989? Yeah, I was there about 10 years. Uh And you landed at Kylie's home church. Yes. Uh um, Today, it's one of the largest churches in the Midwest. It was not when you arrived. Right. Is that Uh right?
7: Right. As Kylie made mention of, there had been a very painful split. As a matter of fact, uh, when... Uh, he was in those formative years. There was a congregational meeting, and things got a little out of hand, so much so that five state police troopers arrived oh with goodness. billy clubs. Yep. And uh, now I was not there at that time. Okay. And uh, a number of people left, uh, and it was about a year and a half later that they contacted me, and again, it was only of the Holy Spirit went there and uh, cast vision. Uh, They were without a vision and uh, leaned into heavily uh, the, the model of prayer of Jesus, praying, praying, and then praying some more and trusting in the power of the enduring word of God. And again, Jesus came through. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Kylie
1: was telling me a story, one of his memories. I don't want to embarrass him, but he said oh, no, early in your stay there. Well, you tell the story. You tell it better yeah, than I yeah. can. Yeah, early when we when we first came. I mean, our, our I don't know how many of that
6: sanctuary seated. Probably 400 would be my guess. We were yeah. a church of, you know, 150, 200 on a Sunday, it felt like, and I remember during Gary's first month there, he's doing a welcome and he asked us all to move to the middle so we can make room for guests. And I'm looking around the room and I'm thinking, dude, I don't know who you think is coming today, but we've got plenty of space. But it's just that casting that vision of God's yeah. going to do something special here. We're yeah. going to grow this kingdom together. And and I think he set that vision early. And so I think it looked for, for someone who didn't see the vision early on, who right. had been through that painful split. it was It was kind of funny at the time, but to see what God has done is really remarkable. That speaks to
1: culture. Okay. How much of the struggle? I mean, you did a presentation in September for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think eight different churches were a part of it. Uh, just looking around, some of the statistics that you shared as you began, they're really discouraging for the American church as a whole. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. much of that is culture, would you say? How much of that might be structure? Um, how much of that is just bad leadership?
7: Well, I think that uh, regretfully, if we were to peel all the layers away, greg and kylie we we would discover that the church is off mission okay we are on major mission drift and uh the the local church uh, has lost sight of making disciples of people uh, bringing people who are broken and in need of the help and the hope of jesus bringing them to him and uh, could that then be a reflection of poor leadership undeniably uh-huh. because the elders of the church are the are the ones charged with the responsibility for the spiritual well-being of the body of Christ yeah.
1: yeah. So our uh, movement of churches, many people call it the Restoration Mm -hmm. Movement or the Stone Campbell Movement. Mm -hmm. We're not a denomination. There's not a denominational Mm -hmm. hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that E2 Effective Elders is doing that maybe has not happened that I'm aware Mm of is you're out there saying, we want to pour into Elders, we Absolutely. want to pour into mm-hmm. deacons and mm-hmm. deaconesses, and talk a little bit about why you made that shift from mm-hmm. a very successful local church ministry to doing mm-hmm. this full time. Sure, but also mm-hmm. why that's such an important charge for right now. Yeah,
7: mm-hmm. so I spent 30 years at The Creek in Indianapolis, and during those years, only again by God's grace, uh, I was able to continue my education and then serve as an adjunct professor. Um, for a number of our schools. Well, one of those schools is TCM uh, Uh over in Europe, in Austria. And I was there teaching a class uh, in 2008. And likewise, so also were Dr. Jim Estep and Dr. David Roadcup. And we were on a coffee break. And just out of the blue, we started... Uh, Talking about how we as pastors, we have books we can read, conferences we can attend, degrees we can achieve. But when it came to elders, there was nigh unto nothing uh, available for them. And yet we as pastors, we come and go. Elders stay. And yet there was not an investment in their leadership leadership. Uh, skills. And the Holy Spirit deeply convicted the three of us. I can remember the picnic table where we were sitting and we made a commitment. We're going to come back to the States after that mission trip, after we were all done teaching our classes and meet in Indianapolis at the Creek. And that's where it all began. And so in answer to your question, Greg, about why leave a 30 year ministry when it wasn't necessary, I could tell uh, over the, the years, as E2 kept developing, that the Holy Spirit was calling me to that. And and I can pinpoint a time in prayer uh, on a, the first Thursday of November, 535 a.m. Uh, in the year 2017, uh, in my living room. And the Holy Spirit clearly released wow. me from wow. that, wow. and I began uh, a very uh, strategic timeline yeah. moving away from the creek, handing the baton off to my successor. And today I'm an elder at the creek still. My office is still at the creek after yeah. 32 years. We yeah. live in the same house we have for 32 years. Uh, so it's been a seamless transition. Right. Yeah. And now I, with all passion and Uh, absolute zeal am sold out on pouring my life into elders until I I have no life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you use the term elder, and this is secular radio, and a lot Mm -hmm. of people are going to know what that means, but there's probably people listening that are saying what's Mm -hmm. an elder? How would you describe that? Sure. So churches obviously have leadership teams, and Uh, Most people know that a minister, a pastor, is the leader or a leader at the church, but churches uh, have volunteer leaders as well. And... It's very common in the Bible. We find this term elder. It's even all the way back in Exodus. It appears Uh for the first time in Exodus chapter three. And then it travels all the way throughout the word of God, all the way through the book of Revelation at the end. And elders are volunteers who lead the church, and they are the spiritual leaders uh, of that local congregation.
1: One of the things you did uh, at the leadership conference we were able to host in September that I loved is you really contrasted what you find in the Bible about mm-hmm. leadership with the American governmental system and how in many mm-hmm. ways the American governmental system has infiltrated mm-hmm. many churches, may, maybe many denominations. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to that, but um, I think sometimes people, they get mixed up because we live in the land of the free, uh-huh. and I get to go to the the ballot box, and I get mm-hmm. to vote that that's how the local church mm-hmm. should unfold, and yet that's not really what we find in Scripture right. necessarily. Yeah, so. no,
7: we have... Uh, we have not used the New Testament yeah. as our model of governance. Instead, we have looked at the template of the American government with three houses uh, or branches of government, three yeah. branches, and uh, people being nominated, voted in. They have a stated term to a stated office with a title. And... Uh, That's nowhere to be found in the New Testament. And then we add another layer to that. The American corporation uh, influenced uh, church governance by uh, urging, hey, churches ought to have a church board, just like a board of directors. And that's all about vertical positional authority. And again, we do not find that anywhere in the New Testament. And then we wonder why churches today are struggling across America. This is one of the core key issues of church health if churches would have the courage to change this and fall under the mantle the authority of the new testament model It would be a a new day in that Mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. So
1: someone's listening and maybe they're saying, I need to get this guy to my church or I need to get this guy to a leadership meeting. Mm -hmm. How do
7: people learn more about E2 Effective Elders? Well, we've got a great website, uh, E2Elders.org. So just the letter E, then the number two, the word elders, E-L-D-E-R-S dot O-R-G. Now, once you get there... You could contact me or anybody on our team. You just email me, Gary, G-A-R-Y, at E2Elders.org. And um, we engage people in conversation throughout the week, every week throughout the week. And uh, many people are... Uh, inquiring of us across the country. We have partner churches with Kenai Christian Church in Kenai, Alaska wow. is a partner church. Wow! Uh, I travel there to work with that congregation. We have partner churches in Florida. So just think about that diagonal across yeah. America. Yeah. And we have uh, partner churches coast to coast. Yeah, yep.
1: That's great. Mm-hmm. That's, as we wrap this up, um, give me three or four realities, maybe sad but true, mm-hmm. about the American church yeah. that should make people People that are people of faith take this seriously
7: yeah well we as christians we need to understand uh, think of it uh like uh, a, f- a football game there's the home team the away team yeah. christianity now is the away team yeah. we yeah. have to understand that yeah. christianity is not embraced in america uh, it's actually opposed right. there are studies that show that hostilities towards christianity have escalated in right. the last five years now in addition to that not only are we opposed but we are adrift doctrinally right. that should concern us there is a real movement away from sound doctrine orthodoxy yeah. uh, and we call this christian progressivism and uh, again when we do not honor the word of god as being unchanging truth that is relevant in yeah. every uh, year of life on planet earth that local church is is going to struggle. So these these are key things. We uh, probably a third one would be consumer driven oh, Christianity. Yeah. Uh, people are not. Sold out on the Lordship of Jesus, uh, where He says, "If anyone would come after Me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, follow after Me." That's the definition of a Christian. So, consumer-driven Christianity um, again would be uh, a very key uh, issue, and it all results in now about ten churches closing every day in America. That's just stunning. I
6: remember when He said that at the conference in September; it was it was shocking.
1: Yeah. You know, Kylie and I preached through um, a book, Another Gospel, by mm-hmm. Lisa Childers. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that or not, but she kind of got sucked into progressive Christianity, mm-hmm. and it about destroyed her. Mm-hmm. But she actually did what most people don't do: she went to seminary. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I got to figure out is this true or not." And I, Gary, I had no idea how mm-hmm. widespread this progressive Christian theology was mm-hmm. all, all across our land. Just crazy. Um. Let's hear it. Let's end with some good news. Yep. Mm A couple things that Mm -hmm. just still give you hope with the American (laughs) church.
7: Yeah. Well, the Word of God is still true. Yeah. And it's filled with promises. So when I read Jeremiah 32, 27, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything too hard for me? Yeah. That's God telling me nothing is out of the realm of possibility with Him. Uh, I read uh, in the scriptures that greater is He who is in me than He who is in this world. So the Holy Spirit, God, is in my skin. Yeah. and uh, that brings me hope. Jesus uh, said umpteen times he's coming again. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Jesus keeps his promises. The power of prayer is yeah. still very real. Yes. Yes. So so we have to understand, uh, if we go to 36,000 feet and we look down on life, we are at war 24-7, 365. Yeah. And I'm not talking about with another country. Right. I'm talking about with the kingdom of darkness. Right. And uh, one plus God It's a majority. That's right. And uh, I I refuse to give up hope. Yeah. Um, So... You know, Kylie, I was so
1: encouraged at our conference. We, we didn't know how many people were going to come. At about two weeks out, it looked like it might be about 20, with yep. mm-hmm. half being from our church. We ended up, I think, with 57 people, eight different churches represented. Mm-hmm. A couple churches said, we love it, we just can't do it this day. Mm-hmm. It was encouraging to see so many come out mm-hmm. on a beautiful you know, Saturday, last Saturday of the summer, and mm-hmm. be able to, you know, for six hours, be poured into by Gary and our friend Jeff Fall.
6: Yeah, absolutely. It's very encouraging. I mean, I I was excited to see that, and I was like you, is like maybe it's just going to be our team, and maybe yeah. a couple others. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but as Gary always says, by God's grace, you know the numbers kept going up, and I think a lot of people were encouraged and challenged.
7: And I want to commend uh, the two of you for leading exceptionally well. Um, the the Apostle Paul, uh, he was a prolific writer, obviously in the New Testament, and um, one of the things that he said. He said only to a particular church. Uh, His letters in the New Testament went to several churches. One went to Thessalonica. Uh And in the opening comments to that church, he said, you have become a model to all of the believers throughout Macedonia in Achaia. And, you know, when I think of second church, uh, the same could be said of you. You have become a model to the believers throughout uh, this part of Illinois and beyond, and that word "model" in Greek means template. So, you are a template that other churches can follow, and you have obviously had a heart for other people. You've taken other people under wing to pour into them. Uh, so, I just want to thank you for being that kind of a church. You have a spirit of Barnabas. For those who are listening, or are not uh, believers or uh, acquainted with Christianity. There was a guy in the New Testament named Barnabas. That wasn't his real name. That was his nickname. His real name was Joseph, his legal given name. But his buddies called him Barnabas, and it was a nickname. A nickname is a term of endearment. Well, what does Barnabas mean? It means brother of encouragement. He went around encouraging people, and you guys, that's, that's Second Church. You're going around encouraging people. Come on, we can do this. We can take the hill together. We can show the love, compassion, kindness of Christ for yet another day. We, we can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that, yeah, my friend. Thank you. thank you so much.
1: Well, Dr. Gary Johnson, E2 Effective Elders, you can contact him. Find out more information at E2Elders.org. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we appreciate you taking time to visit with us Thanks. this week. Thanks for the invite. All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this.
8: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647.
0: Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R O B C H I R dot
3: Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring.
4: This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at McHire.com or stop by any of our locations.
2: Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Hear now from Executive Director Bethany Hager.
5: For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermilion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, Welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, October 7th. Steph, that was a great segment with Dr. Gary Johnson. Thanks for letting Kylie sit in and let us record that.
2: Sure. I'm glad he was able to do it. I was yeah. a little busy when you guys were doing you, that. You guys so. were
1: doing a little practice. Yeah. That's right. We actually did that at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. That's <laughs> yeah. right. So. Well,
2: Gary's a great guy. I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to meet him and work with him a little
1: bit. But listening to him talk, it didn't sound like 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy I think that wakes up ready to roll. Yeah. So Good. another guy that's full of energy that's with us right now is our friend Daniel Chappell from Vermilion Valley FCA. Daniel, the last time you were with us was June of 2020, and we had this great interview, and then the COVID struck uh, some on our (laughs) staff, but you did not catch it at that time. Is that right? That's right. At that time, I did not. I remember making that call to you. I just felt awful saying, buddy, (laughs) I don't know how to tell you this, but um, the COVID's flying. (laughs) That's right. But hey, welcome back to Direct Line. It's been like 15 months since we visited with you uh, last, catch us up on FCA. I know at that point we were three or four months into kind of the COVID shutdown. What's happening with FCA? This summer was
4: kind of a continuation of COVID for us. We had to cancel power camp for the second year in a row. It wasn't directly related to COVID, but it was some of those after effects. I called them the aftershocks mm-hmm. of COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Sports had been pushed into the summer, and the schedule just didn't work out. So this summer was still a uh, COVID-related summer. However, this fall, for the most part, uh, everything is – I won't say back to normal because we're never going back to normal. And right. actually, we we could talk about that if you want. I think that's a good thing actually, right. in God's providence. However, this this fall has been really good for us. We are back on campuses with precautions, but we're back on campuses. We have a little bit more freedom to do what Randy Heard, who works for for us, he's one of our field right. ambassadors. Randy calls it uh, ministering by walking around. Okay. it's that <laughs> ministry of presence. That that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. what FCA is. You know, we don't have a weekly event, right. or you know, it's different than church. ministry ministry in that way, mm-hmm. all the ministry that happens in FCA happens outside of our offices, happens right. out on the road. Mm-hmm. That's why COVID was so difficult for us, because yeah. programs, events were canceled, but also those relational touches that we depend on for ministry, we couldn't do them. Right.
2: Right Now, some of our listeners might not know what FCA stands for. So what is it? And tell us a little bit about it if if a listener just doesn't even know what it is.
4: Yeah, the name FCA stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And that comes, harkens back to the founding of FCA back in the 50s by a guy named Don McLannan. Really cool story. He was a a basketball coach who had this vision of how athletes were selling shaving cream and they were selling Mm -hmm. all these products at the time as professional athletics are becoming a thing. And he said, Well, if they can sell shaving cream, how come they can why can't they represent Jesus? And mm-hmm. he had this mm-hmm. vision. He drove all the way from Oklahoma to see Branch Ricky uh-huh. in Brooklyn uh-huh. and waited outside of his office for like two days to get five minutes. <laughs> yeah. That five minutes turned into four hours and a ten thousand dollar check, which wow. in the in fifty-two was a lot mm-hmm. of money. Big money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so the the name harkens back to this fellowship of athletes around Jesus. And over the last sixty plus years, FCA has morphed into more of what you would call parachurch ministry, like Crew or Navigators or Youth for right. Christ, where we're not the church. We, we exist alongside the church to help complete it, not to compete with it. Right. And FCA specifically has morphed into what we would call just a general sports ministry, where we're trying to make disciples of Jesus In the midst of sport through the influence
1: of coaches and athletes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's great. And I think you talked about the influence of coaches as something I had always thought of FCA until I met you as we're actually ministering to the athletes, the junior high students, the senior high students that play football or volleyball or whatever it may be. But you guys have really poured into coaches as well saying, man, if we get the coach. Right. You know, many coaches are people of great influence. Right. Talk a little bit about that. Sure.
4: Yeah. We. I mean, our, our mission statement says to present the good news of Jesus to athletes and coaches. So, of course, right. athletes are still a huge part, but the question of strategy comes into play. Yeah. There are literally millions of student athletes around the country,
0: Mm
7: -hmm. we're
4: limited in the number of staff. So we look at, from from a strategic standpoint, if you want to reach the athlete, reach the coach. And so we still have, like, for our summer camps, you know, we have a lot of direct contact with athletes when we do, we're getting ready to do some huddle leader training up in Bismarck, and so we'll have direct access with those athletes. But even that is through a coach. There's a coach in the room, the influence of that coach.
1: But a lot, like you said, a lot of our primary discipleship starts with to and through the coach. So somebody's listening, and they are a person of faith that also is a coach, but they're not connected with FCA, and they're intrigued. What's the next step for them to learn more? The next step would be to visit our website. Okay. Our local website is
4: V2FCA, okay. as in Vermilion Valley, V2, V, right. the number two, FCA.org. There's contact info for me and some of our other staff in Vermilion Valley. There's a basic information about who we are, what we're about, and the best way is just to send me an email. Yeah, Shoot shoot an email to me. My Actually, my phone number is on the website as well. That's my cell phone, so text yeah. me, call yeah. me. I yeah. would
1: love to connect with coaches. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. One of the things that I'm doing personally right now is I'm involved in a thing called the Colson Fellows yes. Program. And a couple yes. of your teammates from Champaign that's right. are a part of that. I've really enjoyed getting to know Robbie. Yes. He uh, just seems like a great guy. But why are you committed to FCA? You could do a lot of things. Sure, You're a gifted guy. You're a talented guy. You preach. You lead worship. That in itself is a pretty cool conversation combination, being (laughs) able to do both of those. But why do you stay committed to FCA? You know,
4: when when Emily and I came back to Danville in 2010, we had no idea. Actually, I had no idea that FCA had field staff. I had been involved in FCA seventh grade, all the way through high school, been president of my huddle, had no idea that FCA had field staff. So it was never like plan A, Mm -hmm. but Emily and I felt the Lord calling us back to Danville and he brought us back, and the job came open. And at the time, it was kind of like, this is what's in front of me, so this is what we're going to do and, um, oh, and Robbie was my area director when I That's came on cool. staff. I was a rep, yeah. and Robbie was influential in in discipling me and training me as a young staff guy. But I remain committed to FCA, number one, because the Lord has me here. Yeah. There have mm-hmm. been multiple opportunities over the last 10 years, and I've actually chased a couple opportunities and right. put put my application in or didn't put mm-hmm. a resume in. And every single time the Lord has closed the door and said, this yeah. is where I want you. Yeah. I think part of it, Greg is and Stephanie, for me is... I have this kind of big picture mentality, yeah. and like yesterday I was in Marshall, Illinois, uh-huh. and today uh-huh. I'll be in Watsika, yeah. and, and I have seven counties, but I love that. Right. I love driving through places like Gibson City and going, hey, I know that person, and my right. wife who grew up here is like, <laughs> how do you know so many people? <laughs> yeah. And that's just kind of the nature of this job, but I'm kind of wired for that too, so right. not only that, but there's the mission. The right. mission is to make disciples of mm, Jesus, right. which, you know, you can do that as a plumber, a teacher, a pastor. Mm-hmm, right. But I also love sports, yeah. and so there's that cool combination. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to revisit something that you said early on in the interview. We we're talking about COVID, and COVID damage is real. I mean, yes. it has affected us uh, tremendously. But what about the emotional, the psychological damage that uh, has happened to teenagers over mm. the past year and a half? Year and a half. Have you seen it? And how is FCA attempting to address it?
4: So COVID compounded a, an issue that was already existing when yeah. we talk about the rise of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. amongst uh, teenagers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are aware of some of the social media platforms are currently in a lot of hot water. Oh, yeah. Or what they're finding out about how they've been intentionally targeting. Manipulating.
1: Their... Yes. Yes.
4: Mm-hmm. So, so COVID just took that issue and just put it on steroids. Right. Right. One of the things I think that FCA can do, again, discipleship is the is the answer. Yeah. Training people, coaches and athletes, what is your daily rhythms of spiritual development look like? Right. right? So like right now for me, even as a, I'm a millennial, so I, I do remember a time without internet, but not much. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. internet came to my house when I was in fourth grade. Right. Even for me to to say, okay, how can I as a believer carve out the space to 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 push back against this this just wave of noise and entertainment and social media. And I think it's just going back to the basics of Christianity. Every Christian who's ever lived has said you need these spiritual disciplines. And I know that word has fallen out of favor, but I'd like to resurrect it. It's a right? great word. I love it. We need these disciplines. Yeah. We need to be if we're going to be spiritually powerful people, we have to connect with the Father. Yeah. And I think a part of it for our, for our Christian athletes, and this is what we tell them in training, we expect you guys to be with the Father daily. That's mm-hmm. something we encourage you to do. And it takes putting this phone. I'm hold. I know this is yeah. a radio, not TV, right. Right. but I'm, I'm holding right. a phone. Right. Right. We put it down. Yeah. Use your use the the Screen Time app to limit your your yeah. your time. We have to reorient the way that our brains work, and that's going to come through discipline you know,
1: you are so right. This week on Monday, Facebook and Instagram crashed and they were Mm -hmm. down. And you know, there have been all kinds of jokes. Productivity went up by 30%. But I know there's people, they literally were flipping out that they couldn't see what's happening on Facebook. And it's that addiction almost that we don't even realize sometimes is unfolding. And man, you're 100% right on that.
4: And and I would say too, not to, this show isn't about social media, but I will say too, to that point about depression and anxiety and COVID and how that happened. There is a huge sense in which the amount of information that we have available is so staggering yep. that it that it becomes a sense in which we we are pushing beyond human limits. We're not right. God. Only right. God is omniscient. And so right. I look at these young people and I say, you have got to cut off the spigot, if you will, yep. of information. Well and, then, and then and you've got to... Silence and solitude is one of those yeah. disciplines that is ancient in the church. Yep. And man, where can you go to get
1: quiet these yeah. days? You know, I wasn't even going to do this, but this is the perfect lead in to what is happening this Sunday at Second Church mm. and then Monday and Tuesday at Hanging Rock. Dr. Jody Owens mm. from Johnson University is going to be with us, and he leads spiritual formation retreats oh, that's for good. ministry yes. professionals. Mm. And you hit it on the head the idea of unplugging, practicing silence and solitude, being in the Word, and having that opportunity just to unplug and refresh. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a great opportunity. Jody's one of the best communicators I know. Yeah, We're I'm blessed looking forward to, to it. have him in this area and
4: that's what we're and that's exactly what we're training our student athletes and our coaches to do I know it's, it's it doesn't seem to be cutting edge you know yeah. it's, it's ancient thinking yeah but I mean what does Jeremiah say return to the old ways right, right. the ancient paths and that's I right. think that's what at FCA we want to do let's yeah. get back to the word back to silence and prayer. see what the Lord's going to do.
1: A couple more things. We'll get you out of here. You are a preacher, yes. and I know there's a lot of churches that scramble to try to find somebody to fill the pulpit when the minister's sick or the minister goes on vacation. Talk about doing that, and if you are available, if somebody's listening. Absolutely.
4: You know, I prioritize churches that support FCA, because we've got a lot of them, and I want to make sure that we can hit them so that we can share about what we're mm-hmm. doing, but any any church that's in need of pulpit supply, yeah. I, I would be happy to yeah. at least entertain the idea, look at my schedule.
1: Yeah, I'd love to travel around and preach. I, I love doing that for the seven years. I was at Lincoln Christian University, and it's just a lot of fun it to is. get to know people and to be able to bring that word. I bet you are great at I it. I love it. I absolutely love it.
2: How does someone get a hold of you if they're interested in that?
1: Again, I would encourage them to go to
4: v2fca.org. Yeah. All my mm-hmm. info's there. I would try to spell my email, but it's going to get lost <laughs> on the radio waves. <laughs> (laughs) Just look Uh, it up uh, on the internet. That's right. Just Google it. Just Google me. That's right. Hey,
2: Daniel, do you have any upcoming events or gatherings going on? And if somebody wanted to um, financially contribute to FCA in our area, how do they make that happen?
4: Sure. Uh, The next event we have coming up is actually this week, uh, Friday, October 8th. This Friday, we're having our golf outing. And there still is time to sign up. We have some openings if people are available to do that. As far as donating to the ministry, again, not to be a broken record, but v2fca.org, there's a, you can give online or the address for our office is there. And again, any questions or anything you'd like to talk about or, or connect, my information is on there as well. Golf outing here in Danville? It is at Turtle Run. Yes, okay. it's at Turtle Run. Registration's on our
1: website. You can contact me for more details. Yeah, that's again. good stuff. Hey, last question. We'll get you out of here. How can we pray for Daniel Chapel? How can we pray for your family? How can we pray for Vermilion Valley yeah. FCA? Yeah,
4: I think for. I mean, we have six kids. We have a big family. <laughs> yeah. we're, Dude, I'm tired yeah, yeah. just hearing you say that, honestly. You know, we're in a season where... We're shifting seasons. We, we've potty trained all of our young ones. Everybody's walking and talking and, <laughs> yeah. and not as needy. So it's, it's an interesting season for me and my wife to figure out, okay, as our kids are getting older, how do we make sure that we are discipling them well and yeah. we have a good pulse on protecting time with our family? The years are getting away from us. So just prayers for wisdom and discernment in that yeah. parenting role. For FCA, we have four open staff positions mm. across our seven wow. counties. We need help. Yeah. The discipleship opportunities we have, I mean, what Jesus said about the Lord of the Harvest, right? The the, the harvest is plentiful. We need workers. So if you're interested at all in working full-time with FCA or even part-time, please head over to v2fca.org and
1: look me up uh, and you can be praying for that. That's great. Well, Daniel Chappell from the Vermillion Valley FCA has been our guest. Daniel, thanks for all you do and thanks for coming back to Direct Line Radio. Thanks for having me. All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this.
3: Introducing Aunt Bee. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt Bea today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser. And if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers.
8: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs.
3: Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring.
4: This is Rob Witzel, Area
6: Supervisor.
4: We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN.
2: Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie with Greg on this Thursday morning, and it's good to be back in the studio with yes. you. I did miss you last week, yes. and, um, but glad you got to have Gary Johnson in yeah. and Daniel Chapel. It was good to talk to him and catch up with him, and Absolutely. we're just thankful to our sponsors who yes. allow this to happen, who are our sponsors, and well, give I them a so shout-out. Th-
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so thankful for Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tank Wash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill, and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Chris and Desha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. And guess where I was a week ago? I was at the Covington McDonald's ribbon cutting. I saw some pictures. I'm so excited. I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow yeah. in Covington. You can get your coffee. I'm going to get my uh, chicken McGriddle nice. on my way through.
2: I, you know, I live in Covington. Yeah. I haven't been there yet.
1: Yeah. Um, Every time
2: I come home from work, it's yes. usually a little bit later, and the drive-thru is like double yeah. stacked, and I'm not... Well, I want to just say
1: congratulations to yeah. Don and Deanna. They've been very good to Direct Line, and uh, I, I know they've made a huge impact in our community. And it'll,
2: it'll be a great, it's a great addition it for is. Covington. Absolutely. I'm excited to get in that line here one of these days.
1: Absolutely. Hey, want to talk about a couple things related to Second Church that's coming up okay. later this month? You found something that is really scratching an itch. Mm. It's the hymn sing. We call it hymnology. I didn't and, find
2: it. You were the one that said, "I think well, we really need
1: to do this." And, but, but you've put it together, yeah. and you've got a team. It's not <laughs> just you. Right. I mean, you've got a team together. Right. And so talk a little bit about hymnology, October 24, 5 p.m.
2: Yeah, um, we will sing hymns. Now, it's what I have learned is interesting, is people who grew up maybe in the Methodist church, they're like, I don't know any of these hymns. Right. So, um, you know, but they're hymns from somebody's hymn book, <laughs> right. um, but at Southern Gospel, a little bit right. of a Southern Gospel flair. Right. And then um, we, just, we just literally roll from one to the other. So I think sometimes we have like 14, 15 songs, yeah. and you do a, you do a little teaching time ab- about, about the, the stories behind some of a the songs. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's usually lasts about 45, 50 minutes. Um, it's just some toe-tapping, yeah. you know, music that is hopefully familiar to, especially some of our older people. Um, but it's it's for anybody. Yeah. You and know, then, the
1: first time we did it, we just quit. But the second time, we had ice cream. Right. And I think this time there's some dessert I being think served. So. I'm not sure what it is, yeah. but it was really cool last time. How long people hung around yeah. afterwards yeah. and yeah. enjoyed their ice cream and kind of talk through what was happening yeah i'm
2: hoping to get tobin hess on the team this time and he's he will go from instrument to instrument because he's so talented little steel guitar i hope so yeah i I mean i I can't guarantee that he's gonna do it but my that's my hope for this time
1: well i know a lot of churches um do not sing the hymns consistently week in, week out. And if you love the hymns, this is a great chance to come out. And I'm on stage most of the time Mm -hmm. when it's happening Uh and it's cool to see the faces. The people are just excited and I think it's bringing back great memories. So so October 24, 5 p.m. And then the next week, October 31st, we're doing something new around here. Mm -hmm. We're doing a fall festival Mm -hmm. from 4 to 6 p.m. And, you know, we're really thinking about our grade school students Mm -hmm. and our teenagers, Mm -hmm. but it's really for the whole family. family. And so it's going to be a good time what would you say about fall festival
2: oh like outdoor hopefully the, the weather holds up outdoor games right. um, food yeah uh, just a lot of fun yeah. you know
1: and so um, that is Halloween, right? And so I'm just going to put you on the spot. Okay. I haven't put you on the spot for a long okay, time. Good. Give me the Stephanie Spangler perspective on Halloween.
2: I'm kind of over it. I wasn't okay. really allowed as a kid to participate. Okay. My parents didn't. I didn't yeah. get to do that part. Which, as a kid, you kind of thought oh, I'm right. missing out. But right. um, I, I will say, when I owned a business in Covington downtown, we we used to own Riley's Market, and we did a. You know, they they do a lot of downtown stuff there, the businesses, and that was a lot of fun to, yeah. to see families come by and yeah. give away candy and hot chocolate. So right. I enjoyed that part of it, you know, watching families being together, but right. overall, the holiday doesn't do much yeah. for
1: me. So but. that day is a Sunday, obviously, right. and I'm going to share with the church why I love October 31st. It's okay. one of my favorite days of the year, is it? but it's not because of Halloween. Okay. Do you know why?
2: Is it All Hallows well, I, I'm, Day or something? I, I'm going to share day that yeah. on,
1: it, it, you're close. Am I close you you're okay. close to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is a day that I think we don't talk enough about in mm-hmm. terms of what's happened in church history. Mm. And I cannot wait to bring that message. I almost have my sermon done for October 31st. Oh, good. Can you believe that? Give it to me so I, I can, I got to work on I some know. music. Do you
2: want some spooky music that Probably
1: day? no spooky music. No spooky no, music. No. Okay. But yeah, think Reformation. So, like Martin Luther? There you go. How That's firm exactly a f- right a
2: Foundation, that kind there of stuff? Go. Okay.
1: That's exactly right. Hey, we're out of time. Okay. So on the way out, good news segment. Tell me. My boy turned 22 uh, this week. I wasn't with him, sadly. But next week, the four of us are going to be together really? in Carbondale for a couple Jordans coming home for a week. Nice. And we're going to get to go to Carbondale and spend time together. But I'm proud of my son. Yeah. I love my son. Happy I miss my son. Happy birthday to Peyton. Happy yeah. birthday, Peyton. Well, on behalf of our sound guru, Daryl Paddock, mm-hmm. and my friend Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. We'll see you next week on Direct Line.